Hello, hello. This is David back again with another episode of the Blood and Fire Radio Podcast. This is episode number 116. And uh, I'm knocking this out. I'm actually going to be out of town for much of this week, visiting my friend and former bandmate, Corey, out in Colorado. So uh, I won't actually be around to record this on the normal day that I would typically record it. So I'm knocking it out early. That way it'll be ready to go and I can just post it uh, when I get back in town. So yes, this is episode 116. I think the next one, the next one's going to be a regular episode as well. And then I think I'm going to do a themed one for 118 just because it's been a while since I've done a theme. So I need to start getting my uh, my act together and coming up with a good theme and uh, picking some good songs for that. So, uh, But first, onward to episode 116. Pretty good variety on this one. Some pretty well-known bands and some uh, pretty unknown bands as well, at least unknown to me. This band is uh, defunct, this first band. They existed from 93 to 2018 out of Australia. That band is Gospel of the Horns, and I really slept on them for a while. I've become a fan of theirs. I think they have some really strong material. Um... But I slept on them because I thought they were like a stoner doom band. And it's because there was a band that has a really similar name. It might have just been called Goat Horn or something like that. That was just kind of like a sludgy doom band. And it just wasn't my thing. So for whatever reason, in my head, I thought Gospel of the Horns was that band. (laughs) So I didn't pay attention to them for quite some time. And uh, it took a while for me to give it a listen and realize that it is not the thing that I thought it was in my head but instead it's some damn good black metal out of Australia so I'm gonna play something off of their second record that came out in February of 07 called Realm of the Damned came out through Invictus Productions which I was kinda surprised to see that it came out through Invictus because I thought that Invictus was a newer label than that I didn't know that they were around back in 07 so that's pretty cool that they uh, they've been around as long as they have because they always put out some good stuff. Their roster is always very strong. Um, plus, they're Irish, so you know, gotta love them. <laughs> I'll always support the Irish. Um, so yes, here we go. This is off of the second record, Realm of the Damned. This is Gospel of the Horns with Blood and Iron.
All right, that was Gospel of the Horns from Australia with Blood and Iron off of their second record, Realm of the Damned. Yeah, his vocals aren't my favorite, but like the the music is really strong. It's really good black metal, and it's a shame that they're not still going. Like that last EP that they released, I can't remember what year it came out, but uh, I really like that one a lot. I think I've played something off of it on a previous episode uh, as well. But uh, yeah, definitely late to the game when it came to them, uh, but I'm glad I'm there now. So we're going to Italy here. This is a one-man band. Uh, It's been around since 2018 and already uh, releasing uh, their third album. It's coming out in May. The band is called Cosmic Putrefaction. And the third record is called Crepuscular Dirge for the Blessed Ones. Uh, I don't know what that means, but it sounds (laughs) interesting. But yeah, that's coming out on on May 6th of this year through uh, Profound Lore. So that's some pretty... Pretty good label right there, but it's just good stuff. It's kind of falls into that primitive death metal realm, um, but it's slightly on the more avant-garde side, not as much so as a band like, let's say, Phobocosm or something like that, but uh, there's there's a fair amount of dissonance you know, being used here and some interesting chord choices, um, but really most of this centers around the guitar work. Like, the vocals are fine. They're, you know, just solid death metal vocals. Uh, the drums <clears throat> are good as well, but I don't pay that much attention to them because this seems to just kind of be all about the guitar work. The guitar work's really good, and that's definitely the standout um, instrument that I hear anyway. So. Um, but yeah, they've only released one single off of this record so far, and uh, it's pretty cool. So yes, I, I don't think I've heard the debut. I honestly thought that there was only one album prior to this new one that's coming out, but uh, it says it's their third record, so I must not have heard anything off of the debut. But um, I don't remember a ton of the second record, but I just know that I have checked it out, and I thought it was good, but it just must not have had uh, a lot of lasting power with me. But um, but this tune's pretty cool, so I'll definitely give this new one uh, a listen when it comes out next month. So here we go. Off of their upcoming album, Crepuscular Dirge for the Blessed Ones, this is Cosmic Putrefaction with Soul's Upheaval Debris.
Alright, there we go. That was Cosmic Putrefaction from Italy with Soul's Upheaval Debris. Um, it's really cool. It's just dissonant enough to kind of have that avant-garde touch to it, but not so much so that I can't follow what's going on or anything like that. So I I like it. It's, uh, it's pretty unique in that regard. Um, Alright, we're sticking with kind of a similar style here with this next one, but maybe a touch uh, more straightforward. This band is a three-piece out of Israel, been around since 2016, called Venomous Skeleton. They released a demo in, uh, in 2016 and uh, just released their debut in uh, 2020, came out in January. It's called Drowning in Circles. And I first came across this band by way of Spotify. Um, just they were listed. Um, don't know who I was listening to, but they were listed in the kind of similar artists. Uh, so I checked out this album, and it was pretty good. I haven't come back to it too terribly often, but um, you know me. I like to try and share some stuff uh, from countries where you maybe don't typically expect to hear a lot of death metal or black metal and stuff like that. So we don't get a ton of extreme metal coming out of Israel. There is some, of course, but uh, yeah, I thought this was pretty solid, just kind of dissonant. Not dissonant, but like, <laughs> what's the word I'm looking for? Just really echoing, primitive death metal. My complaint is that the songs are kind of too short. Like by the time I'm kind of really starting to get into the song, then it's kind of wrapping up and it's done. So all their songs are kind of like three and a half minutes. And it's just, I think they could expand upon it a little bit. But then again, I am the guy that just can't help but write like seven and a half minute songs every time I write anything. So uh, I'm clearly a bit long-winded anyways <laughs> but maybe everybody likes the shorter tunes I don't know but yeah this album Drowning in Circles was released in 2020 independently so as far as I know they are not signed at the moment and I really don't know if they're working on a follow-up or anything I don't know much about this band but um but here we go off of the debut album Drowning in Circles this is Venomous Skeleton with Tomb of the Restless Soul
All right, that was Venomous Skeleton from Israel with Tomb of the Restless Soul. It's pretty cool. That record as a whole is pretty cool, but um, yeah, just it doesn't stick with you that much. Like to me, that song that we just heard is uh, one of the best ones off of the record, uh, as far as having some kind of more memorable guitar parts in there. Um, but it's still solid. It's worth a listen for sure. Especially like I said, you know, we don't get a ton of stuff like this coming out of Israel, so it's worth checking out. All right, we're going to Poland here, probably the most famous uh, Polish extreme metal band, been around since 83, that would be Vader. I've played Vader several times on the podcast, but what's making me play them now is um, they very recently announced that James Stewart, their drummer, is no longer the drummer. Um, It's really unfortunate because he was a kid, basically, from the UK. He was known to some but not widely known and he became the new drummer when he was very young and uh, he's been very good he's improved with each album and um, now he's just outstanding Um, but he was filling in for live duties with Decapitated Uh, he was kind of splitting between they were splitting between him and Eugene uh, Rebchenko uh, for live drums and then they ended up using James Stewart more and more Uh, Eugene ended up getting the permanent gig in uh, Flesh God Apocalypse. So James Stewart was kind of doing both Vader tours and Decapitated tours. And he ended up leaving Vader so he could focus on uh, being a full-time member of Decapitated. Now he's not just a live member, he's a full-time guy. Uh, He's playing on their new album, which they've already released a couple of singles off of. And they suck. Uh, The drumming is fine in them, of course, but uh, as long as they have that god-awful singer and they just keep churning out like Meshuggah-type riffs these days, it's just a shell of what uh, made them great back in the day, in my opinion. But um, So yeah, it's a shame that he left Vader for Decapitated, because I think that's... Maybe it's more his style. Maybe he just gets along better with his bandmates in Decapitated. I don't know, but... Um, long story short here, Vader announced a new drummer who James Stewart, I think, kind of handpicked and was kind of working with him, um, of going over kind of the nuances of some of these songs. Um, so they didn't want to announce it until this guy was like fully ready to, to be set loose. And I can't really pronounce his name. I haven't heard anyone say his name out loud, so I don't know how it's pronounced, but his first name is Michael. And his last name is full of a bunch of Z's and C's and and Y's. But if I were to guess, I would say it's Andrachuk, something like that. Again, there's a bunch of Z's in there, so I need to hear somebody say it out loud. Um, But anyways, there's been um, only one, like, drum cam video put on YouTube of this guy uh, so far, just playing the song Blood of Kingu, which isn't really the most technical or fast, you know, Vader song in the world, but he seems fine. He doesn't hit as hard as James Stewart. He looks like he's, uh, he's, you know, not putting a whole lot behind his hits, but he's very proficient, very fast feet, very fluid player. Um, so I have no doubt that he'll be just fine in Vader, but yeah, I'm going to miss James Stewart in Vader. That's for sure. So I'm going to play something off of Litany and Litany is their fifth album out of, I think 13 they're up to now. Uh, But this came out in 2000 uh, through Metal Blade Records, and this thing is a a crown jewel in their discography as far as I'm concerned. Uh, Doc's drumming is phenomenal, and those kick drums 
are so in your face <laughs> they're so loud in the mix and you just feel it in your chest but um wings is probably the most famous song off of this album but i instead i'm going to play the title track because i really dig the title track they've re-recorded it on a ep in recent years but uh, nothing nothing touches the original here so here we go off of their fifth album litany this is vader with litany <laughs> was vader with litany such a good record um it's definitely kind of their rain and blood there's a lot of like shorter songs that just kind of hit hard punch you right in the face and then just move right on to the next one no weak spots um all right we're going to germany here this is a five-piece band that unfortunately called it quits last year so they existed from 98 up until 2021 
uh, playing some really good quality traditional heavy metal, and that band is Metal Inquisitor, and I'm almost certain I've played um, some of their stuff on one of the other like themed episodes where I was doing kind of more traditional or new wave or British heavy metal type uh, bands, and they really, um, especially kind of their older albums with the um, production, they really nail it. Like it just kind of has this very retro kind of early 80s vibe to it um but they released five records total i'm going to play something off of their third called unconditional absolution that came out in 2010 through hellion records but um this one has great production as well some of their later albums um the production got a little too clean like they lost a little bit of that kind of old school touch uh the performances were still great of course vocals are great um but yeah, they just kind of lost some of that uh, that lo-fi, <laughs> you know, uh, touch to it. But yeah, so I like the older records for that reason, just because the production uh, is so old school. So here we go, off of Unconditional Absolution, this is Metal Inquisitor with Satan's Host.
All right, that was Metal Inquisitor from Germany with Satan's Host. Uh, yeah, it's a shame that they're not still going. Um, they were great. Their guitar work was always great. But, um, all right, we're moving on to Poland here. This is a three-piece band that has been around since 2012, but has not um, released anything until very, very recently. So they've been around for a decade. I'm not sure if there was any lulls there uh, over the last 10 years where they disbanded or anything like that. I didn't see anything to indicate that. But the band is, let me see if I got this right, because it's in Polish. Everything's in Polish. Um, but it's Gniew, uh, and that is Polish for, like, wrath or anger. Um, but yeah, they released their debut demo EP. I think they're calling it an EP, but it came out uh, on March 25th of this year through, uh, let me see, <laughs> Societis Oculorum Arcanorum Records. That's a mouthful to say. Um, but yeah, this is their debut release. So after 10 years, they're finally putting out something, and it's just kind of a three-song EP, four-song EP. I bought the EP digitally recently, and I've already forgotten if it's three or four songs. But um, I just kind of saw it on a Facebook group, Um somebody shared I think a YouTube video of like the full EP so if you want to hear the rest of it it is out there but I suggest you support the band and go to their band camp and purchase uh, the EP like I did it's pretty cheap but uh, it's good this is very much like not reinventing the wheel but it just kinda has that melodic um, that kind of icy black metal vibe to it it's it's reminiscent almost of like the Finnish black metal scene um, more so than the Polish but um, because they do not sound like some of their contemporaries from Poland to me anyways they sound a lot more like uh, like the Finnish scene but uh, I am not going to pronounce the name of the EP nor will I pronounce the name of this song because it's all in Polish and uh, and long words are hard so you're gonna have to just look it up Uh, you'll see the name of the song in the uh, the notes for the episode so yes, here we go, off of their debut EP, this is Gniew with uh, the opening track <laughs> of the EP.
right, that was Gniew from Poland. That's the opening cut from their EP. Again, I got that on their um, Bandcamp page. So if you want to hear more, there's that YouTube video with the full EP, or uh, find the Bandcamp page, and you can listen to the tracks there and purchase the tracks there. Uh, all right, we're jumping to Norway here. This band's been around since 94, and they are a personal favorite of mine. Although... I criticize. It sounds like I'm not a big fan, but I am, I promise you. That band is Kampfar, and uh, I've said it several times on previous episodes that I'm much more of a fan of the older style with the original guitar player. Um, there was this perfect blend of, of black metal vocals with this kind of folky riffing, um, and that's really kind of what made them unique to me. And then once he left, uh, they got a new guitar player, and he has a much kind of darker style, and he seems to be kind of much more rooted in, in perhaps more traditional black metal. There's still some folky touches in there, but it's much darker. Um, and I think that suits the singer. I mean, that's obviously his bread and butter right there, so I'm sure he gets along um, very well with the, the new guitar player. I say new, he's been in it since like 2010 or something, but... Um, but yeah, so they were kind of teasing a new release, but I wasn't sure if it was an album or what. Turns out it is uh, an EP that came out on March 31st called Urkraft, and that came out uh, through indie recordings. They've got eight full lengths up to this point. As far as I know, they are working on their next full length, but uh, I'm not sure if this will be on it or if this is just kind of a standalone thing. But they released one tune previously off of this and uh, I think it is just a two-song EP honestly I uh, can't remember what the first one was called it's in Norwegian and it was a lengthy title but this one is the title track and it's not bad um, it's just very much in line with the last three you know Kampfar albums and uh, it's just much darker than the old stuff the songs are a little bit longer and they're just not as memorable like it's it's really heavy the production is great the individual performances are great but yeah I just it's not quite as memorable as some of the older stuff but uh, people as a whole seem to have embraced the newer sound more than the older sound as far as popularity goes and things like that so I don't know maybe I'm an idiot <laughs> for liking the old ways but a lot of people seem to be digging this newer stuff so uh, off of the new EP this is Kampfar with Urkraft
right, that was Campfire from Norway with Urkraft off of their new EP of the same name. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's good. It's dark. Uh, it's kind of epic. Um, there's nothing wrong with it. Nothing wrong with it at all. All right, we're going to the USA here out of Florida. This band has been going since 2020, but uh, really there's some kind of familiar names within it. Um, Taylor Nordberg is the guitar player in this band, and he actually just became the uh, the new second guitar player in Deicide. Um, I can't remember. There was Mark English, and then I can't remember if he's replacing Mark English or if somebody else replaced Mark English, and now that guy has left. <laughs> it's Taylor Norberg that has become the new guitar player in Deicide. They're really kind of running through guitar players in recent years. Um, <clears throat> but yes, it's him and Terry Butler... And I, I cannot remember the other guy's name, but there's a third guy that's doing both drums and vocals in this band. Uh, but the band is called Inhuman Condition, which is a, the name of a massacre song. And that is because uh, Terry Butler, of course, is a member of the classic lineup of Massacre. And uh, Taylor Nordberg actually had joined Massacre briefly um, with Cam Lee and then quit very quickly and i think when people asked why he actually kind of went on record as saying yeah I, I should have listened to people when they said don't join this band because cam lee is a nightmare to work with and he pretty much confirmed that he's just like it was an absolute joke and he regrets ever <laughs> agreeing to join that band so he instead elected to start this project uh, with terry butler so it sounds very much in the vein of Massacre. Um, of course, Massacre released a new album in 2021 with Cam Lee uh, to critical acclaim, but I see right through that crap because it is not a real band. It is Cam Lee and Michael Borders, the original bass player who was in the band for like a minute back in the 80s. Uh, he's rejoined. And then it's just this slew of like European death metal guitar players who basically they all play in bands in Sweden that modeled their sound after Massacre <laughs> so they were all influenced by Massacre in their youth and now they joined Massacre so to speak even though I doubt they've ever even been in a room together but uh, they wrote these songs and Cam Lee sang on them and they released it as a Massacre album and people seem to love it but I can't really look at that and say that it's a true Massacre album it just doesn't make any sense to me but uh, anyways, this band very much sounds like Massacre, and they released their debut maybe just a year ago, year and a half. Like, it hasn't been that long. I can't remember what it was called. Oh, uh, Rat God, I think is what the debut was called. But it was good. Like, it was really solid, old-school death metal, and uh, the performances were great. And they're already following it up uh, with the second album called Fear Sick, coming out on July 15th of this year through Listenable Insanity Records. And they have released one single and a music video uh, so far. And the music video is hilarious. Like, it's, I don't know if it's intended to be, but it's so stupid. And it's just laughable. It's really dumb. But I don't know. Something about it seems like it was intentional to me. But the song itself is good. I don't really dig the title that much, but the song is good. And the cover art is killer. Really, really good. So, yeah, I dug the debut. I'm definitely going to check this one out when it comes out. So here we go. Off of their second album, Fear Sick. This is Inhuman Condition with Recycled Hate. 
All right, there we go. That was Inhuman Condition from Florida with Recycled Hate. Yeah, if you want to laugh, check out that music video. But um, but truly, that song is really cool. Really dig that guy's vocals. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to this second album. All right, we're going to Sweden here. Uh, this band initially existed from 89 up until 98, and then um, reactivated in 2015 and is still going now. Um, that band is Eucharist, and Eucharist actually had Daniel uh, Erlinson on drums back in the day for pretty much that entire first um, era. And there's only one original member now whose name I, I can't recall, but he got uh, Simon Schilling from Marduk uh, to fill the void left by Daniel Erlinson leaving. So yeah, I'm pretty sure it's just the two of them. So the that original member plays everything, you know, guitar, bass, and vocals, and then just had uh, old Simon or Simon Simon Schilling um, doing the drums. And you know, even though he's a monster on the drums, he can do a ton of stuff. He kind of scales it back a little bit with this material. He just he does drums what is best for the song, pretty much. So, um, but yeah, it sounds very much like. Swedish <laughs> Swedish melodic death metal um, not in a dark tranquility sort of way but not quite in a dissection sort of way either it's just kind of somewhere in between kind of in that unanimated you know type sound and it's cool um, I'm really not super you know familiar with uh, the first couple of records like from the 90s um, it's just they're just not a band that ever really was on my my radar that much to check out but um, they did release their third record uh, and it's their first one since 1997 so a very significant gap there but they released this third album on March 25th of this year called I Am The Void came out through Regain Records and it's pretty good it's not revolutionary or anything like that and I would like to hear uh, old Simon do a little more on the drums but uh, maybe he was just kind of told what to play you know maybe uh, this original member maybe demoed these songs with a drum machine or something and Simon just kinda did what he was told uh, I'm guessing maybe because typically he would do a little more than kinda what I hear on this record but it's not a bad record by any means uh, the guitar work is good the vocals are good so yeah I mean I need to check out the first couple of records but to me this sounds like just some quality melodic Swedish death metal so here we go, off of their third album, I Am The Void. This is Eucharist with Mistress of Nightmares.
All right, that was Eucharist with Mistress of Nightmares. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. <laughs> I'm not sure how often I'll come back to it, but it's not bad for what it is. Um, sorry for if there's some background, <laughs> background noise. The cat is currently in a I'm going to sprint around the apartment and make a bunch of noise kind of mood. But we're jumping to Germany here. This is uh, one of the big four uh, of the German scene. They've been around since 83, and this has always been my least favorite. They're definitely the, the anthrax of the German bunch here. Uh, but that band is Tankard, and Tankard is basically known for singing about beer all the time. Because they love to drink, and they look like they love to drink. <laughs> but... They're, like I said, they're kind of the anthrax of the bunch where there's just kind of some more kind of tongue-in-cheek, comedic, you know, subject matter and lyrics and things like that, cover art, um, but they're just kind of a fun thrash band, and they're such a classic thrash band that uh, I felt like I needed to play them because I've played all the other ones. I've played Sodom and Destruction and Creator enough times, so it's time for me to play some Tankard here, so... Yes, this uh, this album, they've released 18 records. They've been very prolific over the years, but I'm playing something off of their 10th album. came out in 2002 called B-Day. came out through uh, AFM Records. And there's some, I mean, there, while I say they're my least favorite of the bunch, there's still some solid riffing from, from this band. There's some really good riffs. So, yeah, this one is kind of a fan favorite, if you will, and uh, has some really good guitar work in it. And the vocals are pretty good, too. Um, I, I, I like them better than Anthrax, for sure. I've given Anthrax a million fucking chances to impress me, and it will never happen. I'm convinced that there will never be a time in life where I will enjoy Anthrax. But anywho, <laughs> off of their 10th album, B-Day... This is Tankard with Need Money for Beer, don't we all? I need a cat 
All right, that was Tankard from Germany with Need Money for Beer. Yeah, pretty solid and punchy production on that record. Oh, there's my dryer. There's always something. Jesus Christ. I need a studio. Somebody build me a damn studio. I got cat. I got dryer. There's always something going on in the background here. Bush League. All right. Well, we're going to Denmark here. <laughs> that fucking cat. Well, he's having fun, at least. Alright, we're going to Denmark here. This band's been around since 2015. It is a four-piece. It is all-female. Um, they released a demo in 2017, which I have not heard. Um, their debut album in 2020, I have heard and enjoyed very much. The band is called Convent, and they just released their second album on March 11th called Call Down the Sun. came out through Napalm Records, and it's been getting a lot of, uh, of good reviews. It's definitely a step up from the debut. The debut I enjoyed, but this is even better. Like the the riffs, I think, are getting a little more catchy. Um, but they play a pretty stripped down, um, really raw, almost sludgy doom. But there's some kind of melodic elements to their riffing. The vocals, I think, I liked the production of the vocals a little bit better on the debut. But uh, the performance itself is still uh, quite good. And I've heard that they're a great live band as well, although I've never seen any uh, footage or anything like that, but I've heard that they are uh, a very heavy live band. But yeah, I think this is really cool, and I've been listening to this second album uh, quite a bit recently, and it's, it's one that grows on you too, so if you listen to it the first time through, it might not grab you, but you know, two or three listens in, you'll start uh, really kind of committing to memory you know some of these some of these songs and some of these riffs but yeah again the record's called call down the sun i'm gonna play the closing cut from that record just because i think it's very heavy very epic so here we go from denmark this is convent with harina
Now that's how you close out a record right there. That was Convent from Denmark with Harina or Harena. I'm not really sure. H-A-R-E-N-A. Harena. But yeah, that record again is called Call Down the Sun and it is damn good. Um, Alright, we're going to Norway here. This is a classic Norwegian black metal band. Been around since 91. That band is Emperor. And uh, I'm going to... I just... Really, there's no reason for this other than I was just kind of in the mood to go back and listen to some old Emperor. Um, so yeah, I was just listening to like the Wrath of the Tyrant stuff and listening to the debut. So I decided, what the hell, I'm going to play something off of the debut. It's been a while. So debut album in the Nightside Eclipse came out in '94 through Candlelight Records, and that of course is the debut of four records. All they have is four after all this time, and it's going to stay that way because they've gone on record as saying that they don't really know what they would do with a fifth album, and they're pretty certain that no matter what they did, people would not enjoy it because it would be so different from what they were used to from the older records, so they feel very comfortable just kind of keeping things as they are. Um... You know, Isan, of course, has his solo work, which I don't enjoy. Um, I enjoyed the first two albums, and then he just kind of started losing me. And now it's I, I'm, I'm way, way lost <laughs> with his solo work. I don't enjoy it. Um, Samoth, I really liked the stuff he was doing with The Wretched End. Um, but I really don't know if that's still going to keep going or not. But they released a few albums that I really like a lot. Um, and Trim is a tattoo artist, but, uh, you know, they, they have been doing the occasional festival appearances and playing albums in their entirety and celebrating the anniversary of this album or that album. So he's still very much a part of Emperor and, and playing whenever he needs to play. And then he just goes back to (laughs) everyday life pretty much. But, um, yes, no one can deny the impact that this, uh, this debut had on the scene and on a lot of other bands uh, that followed. Um, as far as symphonic black metal goes, this really kind of set the standard. And they were really kind of in a league of their own. I mean, uh, Enslaved used keyboards, of course, but uh, it was just different. I don't know. This was a very specific symphonic style that other bands just weren't doing at the time. You got bands like Limbonic Art and stuff that came on um, uh, shortly thereafter. But yeah, this one really kind of raised raised the bar and set the standard here. So here we go, off of 1994's In the Nightside Eclipse. This is Emperor with Towards the Pantheon. <laughs>
There we go. That was Emperor with Towards the Pantheon. Such a good album. Um, all right, we're going to Brazil with this next one. This band's been around since 2016. I had never heard of them, but they just released their second album. And I'm not, I'm going to try my best with this band name. These band names are putting me through the ringer, man. Uh, the band is Litost, L-I-T-O-S-T-H, Litost, Litost. Maybe I don't pronounce the T-H, I just pronounce it like a T. Litost. I have no idea. So, the only reason I checked this band out is they have a very striking cover for this new album. And I just kind of came across it as like, hey, this is a new thing that just came out this past week. And I'm like, okay, that's a cool looking cover. Let's check it out. And I thought it was really good. Uh, it's just really solid black metal. Uh, pretty good production. And I have heard nothing off of the debut, but this album is called Farther From The Sun. It came out on March 28th through Sulphur Records. And it's cool. I mean, I, that's really all I can say. It's, it's out there on uh, Spotify and it's on YouTube as well. Um, but yeah, this just falls under that category of like just perusing around the, the internet and coming across this random band and release that I had never heard of before and checked it out and liked it and just kind of made a little mental note of like, all right, that's good enough to where I would be willing to share that on uh, the next episode. So here we go. I still have much to learn. I don't know anything about this band, so I'm going to, I'm going to have to look into them a bit, uh, a bit more closely. So off of their new album, Farther From The Sun, this is Litost with Sik Parvis Magna.
All right. That is Litost from Brazil with Sick Parvis Magna off of their second album, Farther From The Sun. It's really good. That's really solid and it's really well executed in a way that sounds like they're not newbies. You know what I mean? Like, they don't sound amateur to me. Very professional. Uh, All right, it is that time for me to announce the final song of the episode. I, of course, want to thank all you guys for listening. Thanks for telling other people about the podcast. You know, if you want to tell someone where they can listen, they can listen online at bloodandfireradio.podbean.com or on the free Podbean app. And the entire catalog, or the vast majority of the catalog, uh, is available on Spotify as well, so you can find the podcast and follow it there. Uh, Any sort of feedback or requests or anything like that, critiques, you can email me at bloodandfireradio at gmail.com. And of course, please find and like the Facebook page uh, because any sort of um, posts about, you know, podcast news or, you know, if if the new episode's been delayed or if there's some sort of a poll question for you guys the listeners it's all going to be posted there like all information about new episodes is going to be there so find it and like it all right as i said i'm going to be getting the hell out of town for a few days but when i come back uh this episode will have already been recorded and then i can just post it and release it perfectly on time for you guys i'm determined to stay on schedule so yes wish me luck with my journey All right, let's finish strong here. We're going to the UK out of Yorkshire. This band is legendary. They've been around since 1990, and I love them. That band is My Dying Bride. I'm going to play something off of their eighth album. They're up to 14 now, Uh, but this album called Songs of Darkness, Words of Light. Uh, I bought it maybe when I was... It might have been 2005. It wasn't like brand new when I got it, but it was the newest one of theirs (laughs) at the time when I got it. So I remember distinctly, I bought it at, um, what the hell was that store called? I know I just said I remember it distinctly, but I can't remember the name of the store, but it was at the Grapevine Mills Mall, and right in the middle of the mall was this big, big CD store. Oh, the Virgin Megastore. Um, Yeah, they had a Virgin Records or whatever in the the mall and it was huge and it had some cool stuff in there like even for you know more unknown metal and stuff they had some dvds like concert dvds and stuff in there but uh yeah that was a common you know me and my friends friday night can't think of anything else to do um we would just go to cd stores and stuff so um every now and again we'd go out to that mall and and visit the cd store and get something to eat at the food court or whatever but Yes, I bought this album, Songs of Darkness, Words of Light. Uh, came out in February of 04 through Peaceville Records. And uh, I want to say I probably got this in 2005 at some point. But it's so good. It's it's so dark. I mean, everything's dark with My Dying Bride. But they kind of had some couple of iffy releases kind of in the late 90s, early 2000s. Um, Dreadful Hours was fantastic. And this one, uh, to me, has some of their most memorable songs on it. This is also one of the first My Dying Bride albums I ever bought, so I think there's a touch of nostalgia there for me. But it's so good. So I'm going to play one that I end up kind of humming or singing to myself all the time. 
And really, that's kind of what prompted me to play it on this episode as I was doing that recently, just probably emptying my dishwasher or something, singing this song to myself, and I decided to play it. So I'll see you guys in a couple weeks with the next episode. Until then, take care. Here we go. Off of Songs of Darkness, Words of Light, this is My Dying Bride with Catherine Blake. Cheers.
Destroyed by the sea, and laid to waste. A great brick was born. 